Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you guys are having a great day so far, no matter where you are tuning in from in the world. Thank you for being here. Thank you for prioritizing your mental and emotional well-being. And I'm so, so, so excited to be introducing this week's guests, Mark and Crystal Hansen. So if Mark Victor Hansen sounds like a familiar name, that's because he is the co-author of the wildly popular Chicken Soup for the Soul book series. He's also an entrepreneur and a sought-after keynote speaker who's spoken to over 7,000 audiences in 78 countries. Crystal Dwyer Hansen is his wife and a celebrity coach, wellness nutrition expert, business strategist, entrepreneur, speaker, and author who's an expert in the field of human potential. And both of them are here sharing the brilliant insights inside of their new book, Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. I mean, it's a brilliant read. I I finished reading it right before I hopped on this interview. And I was, one, just so impressed with the idea of how curiosity can lead to this wildly fulfilling life. And I've always believed in the power of curiosity, just to open new doors, to allow more experiences, to create more connection with either yourself or the world around you. But Applied curiosity in the way that Mark and Crystal talked about on this episode was something that I hadn't really considered. And, you know, we talk everything from where curiosity comes from, strategies to unlock the freedom to ask curious questions, the seven roadblocks that stop people from really leaning into curiosity and living their destiny, why question asking is often overlooked as a superpower, and really so much more. I mean, this was a really empowering episode that allowed me to reconnect with the power of asking great questions. It made me reconnect and remember the power of having that childlike curiosity as you lean into your own personal growth journey, as you take on new jobs, as, you, as you're going through tough times and crisis, as most of us are in, these, in this crazy year that is 2020. I mean, the power of curiosity cannot be overlooked. And, you know, in this episode, we really reveal how you can leverage questions and curiosity to create more of what you want in your life so you can access your hidden dreams and bring them into reality. You know, the the confidence to ask for what you want can change your life. And when we can practice asking ourselves questions, asking the world around us questions, when we can lean in with curiosity as a gateway to something more, um, we give ourselves the gift of really living the lives that we've always wanted to live. So Super excited for you guys to enjoy this episode. Check out Mark and Crystal's new book. Uh, We have links in the show notes. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes. All that means is that every single time we drop a new episode, it comes straight into your phone. If you're on Spotify, any of them, just subscribe to us. Just anytime we release something new, it comes straight to you. And uh, leave us feedback. If Mark, Crystal, or myself said something really powerful in the episode, reach out to me on social 
leave us a review. If you've been leaning into the podcast for a while, I read every single thing that comes through. And I'm just so grateful uh, for all of you. And I'm grateful that we get to have these conversations. I'm grateful that I get to ask these questions and you guys get to be a, um, a fly on the wall for these conversations. And I'm grateful just all around for how much abundance is shared through the show. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, but without further ado, here are our amazing guests this week, Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you are all staying grounded, centered, loving, kind, and gentle with yourselves. I am so excited to have Crystal and Mark. Welcome to the show. Giving you guys hugs through the screen right now because I can't do it in person. I'm so grateful and excited to have you both here. We can feel your great energy. It just it's it's wonderful. We got one young friend, Dr. Uh, ben Rolnick, that's that same superb energy that you do. He does remind you of So yeah. sweet. Oh my gosh, that makes my heart happy. Thank you so much. He takes us on as his mentor, so we're very thankful. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I said this earlier, but I'm just so grateful that I get to sit in this medium with you both and just chat about all things life, really, because I was skimming through the book again this morning and reading through some of the, the stories in the beginning. And I feel like, and even the words you guys use, being, creator, I mean, when you really come down to it, you're connecting us back to the ultimate source of wisdom inside of us and and using the power of curiosity to sort of unlock that childlike state. It was just so brilliant for me. So I'd love to start with maybe just curiosity in general. What do you think is the role of curiosity in living a fulfilling life? Yeah. So we talk about in the book, it's such a good question because as children, we were all born perfect, right? And we had this perfect, amazing curiosity And all of us, you know, we wanted to know what, when, where, how, why, you know, and also we wanted to ask for more, more, Mm. more, right? Right. And over time, that's the way human beings are. That's the beautiful thing about humanity. We always want to expand. We want to know. That's our true essence. But what happens sadly over time is that gets shut down. That curiosity gets shut down and gets crushed out of us that desire to dare believe that we should ask for more, that we should want more, right? And so it's really counterintuitive to who we are because the experiences of the world, whether it's, you know, maybe depending on how you grew up, maybe your parents said enough, you know, stop asking me questions or your teachers or, you know, they're the authority, stop asking questions unless you're called on, or, you know, bosses, military, whatever you've done in your life, just basic rejection of life starts to shut us down mm. and it starts to make us feel badly about who we are naturally, that we have this great desire to keep knowing, keep wondering, keep expanding, keep asking questions. And so our goal with the book was to awaken that in everyone again. And let's start asking again. That's why I named the book. Ask the bridge (laughs) from your dreams to your destiny, because we believe we all are born with you know, these beautiful dreams in our hearts. And then as that curiosity and the rejection, as that gets crushed out of us, we stop moving toward our destiny. Mm. We stop wanting and desiring that expansion of, uh, that's inside of us as human beings. 
And uh, we want to rekindle that for everybody. We want to wake everybody up again to say, I want to ask for everything. I want to ask for meaning. I want to ask to know everything. And, and that will awaken us up to our true destinies. Mm. Wow. I, I love that you, you were using the word desire. You know, desire versus need or even want for that matter, which I think are, are kind of rooted in those, those, if I need to ask a question or if I need to, to do this, like there's kind of like that forced nature to it. But desire is like playful. Desire has this almost innate sort of childlike, like energy to it that just feels unencumbered when, when it's listened to. And I, and I love that because I do, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I, my parents, allowed me to be curious, extremely curious. My dad was, he's been such a supporter of mine and he's been such a, a, a brilliant light in my life. And he has always pushed me to be really curious from a young age. But I still remember when I got into school, I started getting afraid of being curious. I started judging myself for asking the wrong questions or I started, which then changed me from wanting and desiring curiosity to then needing to look a certain way, which then changed the questions I was asking. So how, like, so if, if, the, if there's a lot of individuals out there that are playing in that bucket of need, needing to look a certain way, which then sort of dictates the questions they ask, how can they come back to that place of childlike desire in their lives? I love the way you framed it. And first of all, congratulations on parents that uh, loved you. Uh, on- Mom too. Mom too. <laughs> Unconditionally, because both of our parents, respectively, which we I did, I knew her dad and I know her mom really well, but uh, my parents loved me and her parents loved her. So, and we had parents that stayed with us, which is the critical thing going forward. Because this thing about having a fully fledged desire, a burgeoning desire, an ambitious desire—I've never put those two words together before—is what wakes up curiosity. What wakes up the illumination? We're saying starts with asking, but that wakes up the imagination. And little kids have, and on you know, the only room in the brain that's unlimited, as far as I'm, I define it and believe it, is is imagination, which has no limitation. And little kids have that up until, like Crystal was saying, four or five, when they start to get it squished, squandered, clutched, clumped, and delimited. And then in school, you're told, "Come on, you know better. Just shut up. I'll tell you what you need to know, and you just fill your brain with crap." Well, that's exactly what you were saying before we began this: is that kids are starting to say, "Hey, wait a second." We're all locked down. Maybe I don't need to go to university. I can get an electronic education, anything I want, unless it's STEM and you're trying to be a medical doctor or something. You need clinicals. The, the fact of the matter is, though, the beauty of asking is we're saying you can ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. That, that has always been available. But today, we can ask at bigger levels, stronger levels, and we need to re-pivot ourselves, rethink ourselves, re-ground ourselves and say, what is my inner truth? So I release my extraordinary beauty, and I'll just do one quick hit on that. Two guys have both failed in school miserably. Quincy Jones, who's orchestrated everybody to Michael Jackson, and David Foster, who's our friend who orchestrated everybody to Whitney Houston, to Celine, and made great movies. Neither of them could make it in school because they had an orchestration ability. And I'm saying there are so many kids that have curiosity that, like those two guys did, that can orchestrate. And who would predict a guy who comes out of a totally illiterate Danish immigrant family where we had no books in the house could be the world's best-selling author and sell a half billion books. I mean, those things are, I'll just use one swear word, damn near impossible. <laughs> right. But that's the beautiful part of life. Like if you even think about the odds that we were born, it's damn near impossible, right? 
and that's the beautiful part of it because we're all put on this earth to experience something special. We're all unique and special just by the privilege of being born. And so when we listen to those desires and we listen to that play like curiosity and ask questions, not of just of ourselves, but of the world around us, you create that bridge to you actually living the life, the destiny. You're, you're here living your destiny. And I think that's what so many people are afraid of. Why do you think people are afraid of living their destiny? You know, we talk about that in the book, Raj. We, we talk about the seven roadblocks to asking. And what we discovered is that every one of us has at least one of these roadblocks, if not more. And it's so important for us to identify those roadblocks. And if you want, we can go through them a little bit. The first one is unworthiness, which is just this subtle conditioning from our childhood, wherever it came from, that, you know, we don't deserve better. The next one is naivete. And in the book, I tell this story about when my children were very young, I hired this Filipino, they were 16 months apart, my daughters. And so we hired this lovely Filipina lady who would come and she'd make us all these wonderful, you know, dishes from her home country, which we loved. And one morning she showed up with this fruit and cut it up on a plate and said, try this crystal. And I was like, what is this juicy orange fruit? And I go, wow, that's the best fruit I've ever tasted. Nalda, what is this? And she goes, it's mango. And I was like, mango, how come I've never had mango before? You know, <laughs> I feel like I've traveled all over the Europe. How did I not taste a mango before? Where did you get it? Thinking she probably imported it from the Philippines. She goes, I got it at the grocery store. <laughs> I was like, what? I've been passing these by, these beautiful little juicy gems by at the grocery store every time I go there. And it made me think, what else am I missing in life? Mm. You know? It's a great lesson. Like, what are we missing? Because we're just naive. We just weren't raised with it. We didn't know about it. We're not aware. What people am I passing by every day who might be the best friend I've ever had, the best connection, someone who, who you know, fits the puzzle of something that I'm looking for. And I'm just naive. So I'm not even seeing that person. Or what opportunities am I passing by? Because I'm just naive. And so it's that curiosity piece that we're talking about. You know, we need to become just wildly curious again about everything and everyone. Otherwise, we miss the juiciest parts of life, right? Like the mango that I missed. I mm. grew up with a lot of potatoes in Idaho. But <laughs> the next one, uh, just going on with the seven roadblocks, is doubt. And doubt is just sort of like that gray level of existence where it's just like, oh, I want to ask about this or I want to find out about this, but I doubt that it's going to work out. I doubt that I'm going to get the answer. I doubt, right. doubt, doubt, doubt. It's just this blah next one is excuses. And, and that's really about that person. I think we've all known that person who is just so prideful. You have so much stubborn pride that you will not, you know, it's like, why don't you ask for about this or get help? No, I don't need it. You know, I can do this by myself. I don't need help. I'm not going to ask. And just make excuses for not like reaching out or doing something different. The next one is fear, which is really just the sheer terror of rejection. And I think so many people feel that that's why they don't ask anyone for anything or, mm -hmm. you know, ask for the help advice or a shoulder to lean on. I feel like some people, human beings need love so much that if they're rejected, it feels like they're losing love somehow. And right. so in the book, we really tell so many amazing stories about how sometimes you just need to, we're all afraid sometimes to ask for what we want, but sometimes you just need to step on that fear and like, crush it. And uh, with courage, you're still going to feel fearful. But if you step on it with some courage, you'll be amazed with what happens. And we have so many great 
examples and stories of that. The next one is pattern paralysis. And that's just, you know, that hamster wheel, like we've probably all done this at some point in our lives, but just done the same thing over and over and over again. And we know it's not working and we don't like the result we're getting and life is not fun or good or enjoyable. And we just keep doing it anyway. And that is just serious pattern paralysis. So that's the time you need to start asking why yeah. am I not happy? Why is this making me miserable? What is not working? What is working? Right. And then uh, the final one is disconnection. And that's a really sad one for me because that's really just when people have become disconnected from the dreams in their hearts. And that's, mm. that's like this state of apathy that I, I fear that so many people are experiencing right now, you know, yep. sort of this hopelessness, like they can't even connect to their dreams because every, just everything seems so out of their control. But believe me, it's not when you start asking the questions again and start digging deeply into those areas that Mark just talked about, the three channels through which to ask, we discovered that there are three channels that are equally important. And those are ask yourself, ask others and ask God. Mm, it's as I'm listening to you speak, I'm, I'm realizing how much like in my own life, I think the reason why my curiosity has even stayed is because I have a practice of gratitude. As I'm really thinking about it, like I'm, I pra- I've been practicing gratitude. I've had a consistent gratitude practice for the last like four or five years. And what that's inadvertently created as I was hearing you speak and it made me realize as I was thinking about the seven blocks is that anytime something unexpected would happen in my life or anytime I would feel like anytime anything comes into my life, I've gotten into this habit of asking, what is the blessing in this? Which is a question, right? It's a question I'm asking, which then opens up, it opens up possibility for me to then ask more questions or think differently, or even to, to not let myself get into those disconnected states or not let myself allow fear to stop me or not allow the naivety of a situation to keep me at bay. Something simple like that. Are there other other habits that you guys use or, or 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 instill in your own lives or the people around you to sort of keep that an energy of curiosity as you go about living your life? Well, first of all, you got two or three questions hidden in there all at once, but I will, I will hit on the attitude of gratitude first. Love it, please, please, Mark. Yeah, thank you. So, literally, we wake up every morning and we we pray out loud because when we were falling in love, we were so glued together. The guy we're in, uh, I can tell you where we were, we were a mother's market eating a great green meal in, in Costa Mesa, California. And there's a man of the cloth sitting next to us. It's very senior wearing his white clerical collar. And he leans in and he said, I can't resist. Can I talk to you too? And I, I get goosebumps telling you this. That's how good a chicken soup story this is. He says, do you guys want to know the secret of staying in love and marriage forever? And I, if there's one secret, you know, the one thing, right? <laughs> I said, yeah, I want to know, of course. He said, well, I've been head of Billy Graham's ministries. And, and what we discovered is that people that pray out loud, gratefully, every day with each other, stay married. And, mm. and you know, I, I've never heard the secret before. I've been through marriage counseling. I've been through marital seminars. I've been, we've both been in every kind of relationship seminar. Neither of us ever heard it. Crystal and I both prayed a lot of places in church, out loud, groups, you know, holy man jams, all kinds of stuff, but never spousally together. And we thought, wow, it's that simple. And mm. nobody knows to be grateful. Then I want to do the second question you intrinsically did. And, and if I haven't unwrapped that enough, I'll unwrap it more or she can. Is it 
you got to look at this adversity that we're in and say, where's the advantage? What you said, the silver line in the clouding. Napoleon Hill said every adversity has a seed of equivalent or greater benefit. And, and when I went bankrupt, I thought it was the worst thing. But if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't learn how to speak. If it wasn't for speaking, people wouldn't say, you had a story in a book. I wouldn't have written a book, tripled my income, and then started now written 309 bestsellers, 59 number one New York Times, and, and number one in a lot of countries. So, you know, more than most people. And my goal is to sell a billion, which, by the way, you know my critics, because you probably read online, they go, nobody can sell a billion. Well, nobody could run a four-minute mile before Bannister or flying airplane before Orville and Will. I had to and, bet on anyone, Mark. I'd bet on you. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. Too. Thank you. You're my new best friend, in case you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Yes. <laughs> We're grateful for you from the beginning, because what we need to do is, to, I think the curiosity, the third part you asked, is where does curiosity come from? And I, I, I think it's from imagination. That's what I was saying. But I think it's from a positive spirit. When my, And I'm, I've never talked this way before, but I think when you're negative, you're shut down. You either have a PMA, a positive mental attitude, which also is a prosperity mental attitude, or a negative mental attitude. And a negative mental attitude, at least in my experience, constipates you, shuts you down, makes you mm. depressed, despondent, disconsolate, and, and dysfunctional. Well, I put a lot of dang words in one place, but I think they're accurate. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, as you're saying that, it's, you know, I've, at least for me, one of my earliest mentors told me, you know, where attention goes, energy flows. So if you're paying attention to negativity, the energy is just going to make it louder. And if you're paying attention to positive, like you, you can train your mind to see what you want it to see. So if you know in your heart that, that there's love, that there's abundance, that, that people are inherently good on this planet, and that there's more out there than what you're experiencing in front of you, it's almost like you're allowing the universe or God or, or whatever you believe in to really give you the next opportunity to ask a beautiful question or to get curious, right? Right, exactly. And I think that, that gratitude piece that you were talking about Raj, that's why that is so critical. It's actually an amazingly powerful tool asking what is the good in this and not only, you know, what is the good in adversity, but what is, what is the good in every day? What, what do I, what is around me that is wonderful? You know, because mm. the minute you start to focus on what you have, suddenly, you know, you realize how rich you are. You realize how blessed you are. And in fact, what we've discovered is you cannot be a happy person. You will not ever feel successful or happy until you can learn that gratitude piece. Because all gratitude is, is an acknowledgement of what is. Like mm. the wonderful things, big and small around you, right? It's an acknowledgement like, yes, I'm seeing you. I'm seeing this beautiful person in front of me because I have eyes and I'm seeing colors. I'm looking at this beautiful tree with these lacy leaves right outside my window. And I, I feel good. I can walk out of here on two feet and two legs. I mean, if you start to be aware of all of these things, that awareness makes you a magnet for more good things. Conversely, if you never have that awareness, that gratitude, you can be so wealthy. And we know mm. people like this. You can have all the money in the world, all the opportunities in the world, and you'll still feel miserable. That's why sometimes you'll see a little family living in a really small house with, you know, three people sharing a room and they laugh all the time and they're happy and they're thankful they have good meals to eat. And you'll see people who have a billion dollars who seem absolutely miserable. That is that asking that question, what do I have 
What around me is something that is such a blessing? What do I have to be thankful for? Everything, you know, mm-hmm. everything. And then you become a, a real magnet for attracting more good. Yeah, it's almost like you're thanking God or the universe for giving you whatever you have in your hands. So then he's like, hey, that person's really thankful. I'm just going to give that person more. Just oh, yeah. pile it on him, pile it on him. And I, no, I fully, fully subscribe and believe in the power of, of transforming ourselves into magnets for abundance or, or love or whatever we seek in our lives. I do have a question for both of you. What is or are the most powerful questions you've asked yourselves? I would say the most powerful question I ask myself all the time, because we, you know, we have so many things going on and we're doing all these things and what to focus on and lots of opportunities. But I always ask myself, God, will you please show me or please use me for those things that you made me for? What is the, what is the greatest expression for which you made me? Let me be that. And how show, does God speak back to you? Show me the way to be that. You know, in a hundred different ways, I think God in this perfectly orchestrated universe is communicating with us all the time. We just need to take the time to be more intimate with God and more intimate with that universe. It's like when Mark said, when he and I started praying out loud, when you do that with your spouse, it's a whole new level of intimacy. It's spiritual intimacy. And then you have this higher level of intimacy together with God. I mean, it's the greatest intimacy of all, right? And when you start doing that, it's just like when you're intimate with your spouse, you start to kind of know what they're thinking or understand what they need. It's like that when you're talking to, when you're being intimate with God, you start to understand the messages. You'll get the thought, the feelings will come to you. The absolute, you know, whether it's in your gut, your heart, you will know, or things just come into your path that are so ridiculously, obviously an answer to what you just asked. It's like, <laughs> there's no way that's an accident, right? But you have to be awake and aware. You have to create that intimacy and you have, that requires going into sort of that magical childlike space. And, you know, people say, well, how do you have that? How do you believe? And it's hard to explain. How do you believe? I say, you have to like suspend your disbelief, right? Because mm. suspend your disbelief and be more childlike. And when you start to do that, the magic starts to happen. You know, just be willing to ask. What about you, Mark? Well, first of all, like I told you before we began, she just emanates out and pours out wisdom, doesn't she? Uh, both of you, both of you are remarkable. I am really enjoying this time together right now. <laughs> so are we. Bless your heart. You got the sweet energy. If you don't mind my saying that. Of course. No. What happens is we're saying, ask yourself, ask others, ask God. The big one is obviously ask God. And, and, you know, we're saying, look, you can do a thought command like you read in the book that says, you know, God, what's your destiny for me? God, what's your destiny for me? 400 times before you go to sleep. Well, obviously, I've been doing that, you know, for some 44 years now since I went bankrupt and upside down and lost everything and thought I should commit suicide because I thought I was unworthy all the seven roadblocks I experienced. So it's not, and I think it, while we're being nice and saying, we'll have two or three or one, I think all of us at different times pulsate in and out of them, depends on what media we're putting in, negativity or positivity. And and so what's true is that asking that is number one, I obviously want to be a professional speaker, which now that has been pushed into podcasting, which is what's selling books. And our publisher said, well, should we postpone it? And I go, no, 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 there's, there's a silver lining. It's adversity. 
and, and as I think you know, we've done like 70 or 80 podcasts. We'll talk to 100 million people before December, and somebody asked us to come to do some giant seminar, and we turned them down because we can do four or five podcasts a day and right. get more people than we can by wasting a day flying back east, talking to 11,000 people, and, and, and you eat up a week. So it's sort of it, it, the silver lining is there for us. Number two is that not only do I love writing, but we've been given some assignments. Forgive me for doing an overlay, but I think they're divinely intended. We, you know, we're unique. Nobody's ever sort of unfolded asked the way we have. So, but now that has spilled into some course products that people go to markvickerhanson.com or Crystal Dwyer, you know, hanson.com, all kinds of stuff starts to show up. And we are asked to create stuff, even all the way to yesterday, stuff that I can't even believe. I won't even go into it because it's sort of, you go, oh my God. And then this morning, a guy said, well, you know, the other thing you're being asked to do here, you two, is is take a level of leadership uh, that doesn't exist on the planet right now because there is no global leadership. Not saying that we don't have presidents, kings, queens, amars, sultans, all that stuff, but nobody is taking the information of dominant thought. And one of the lines we have in the book, which, you know, in graduate school, I, one of the things I wanted to be was a Socratic scholar, a, a, Plato, a Platonic scholar, and, and what Plato said is whoever controls the narrative story controls the world. Well, I've obviously been in the story business for 44 years as, as a bestseller author. So, and now Crystal and I are having a great time of it, but I think that we've got to get the narrative so everybody thinks anew and we make the world work for 100% of humanity, which I learned from Buckminster Fuller, Dr. Fuller, when I was in grad school traveling with him for seven years. You knew Buckminster Fuller? Not knew him. I was, uh, I, there were seven of us that traveled with Dr. Fuller in graduate school. He got fired at Harvard for being 65. I, I don't know how old you are, but I was 21. He was 71. And then I got to hang with him and master his 40 books and his stuff and his thinking. And, you know, wow. and I nominated myself and Dr. Michael Benelli and a few of us to say, go finish this, this, and this. And it turns out that if you look at my website, I list the, my uh, 100-year goals and, and some of them are coming true without me doing anything just because we're asking how to do it. And that, that effectuates, we haven't talked about this, the law of attraction, which because you have a very illiterate audience, I believe, they know the vibratory rate goes up. And that's why I say before you go to sleep, you push in that vibration of what you want the answer to. And what Crystal said to you, it sort of spontaneously conspires and shows up and goes, bingo, you got it. Mm. Let's talk about the law of attraction with question asking, because I love the story with Everett, actually. The story with Everett was was really sweet, and it's a it's a beautiful reminder. Uh, and I'd love for you guys to share a little context behind, behind Everett, just so everybody knows who, the, who we're talking about. But it was really beautiful because, you know, that question then transpired a lot of conversations, a lot of thoughts, a lot of things that you personally got to address and look at in your own lives. So, can you kind of talk about the power of question and, and like the law of attraction and effectuation and what that even means in, in that context? Yeah. So should we start with the story of Everett? Yeah. Let's start with the story of Everett for sure. So Everett's our little grandson. And, uh, he One got, of six. Yes. And he got this little gizmo watch for Christmas that's like a little cell phone watch. Mark calls it his Dick Tracy watch. And he could only call like six people, you know, his grandparents and his parents in case he was unsafe. But he was so excited about it. So we're, we went to Hawaii right after the Christmas holiday. And Mark's standing there and he gets this call from Everett. It's like, Everett's gizmo watch. He's like, Grampy, hi, can I talk to you? <laughs> and then Mark's like, sure, of course, anytime, you know. He's like, where are you right now, son? He goes, well, I'm hiding in my closet because everyone's being so noisy and I have something really important to ask you. 
And, and he goes, sure, what is it? And he said, you know those chicken soup books for the soul books you write? He goes, yeah, of course I do. He goes, well, I really love those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, are you reading those now, buddy? He goes, oh, yeah, I've already read one. He's a really great reader. He's ahead in his class. He's just so precocious. So he's like, okay, well, are you and Mimi going to write any more books? And Ryan goes, yes, of course. We are. She goes by Mimi to the great and, and he goes, all right, then could I write them with you? <laughs> 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 and uh, I'll let you take it from here, honey, because you're right. it was, so cute. I mean, he is so undeniably, blissfully curious and lovable. And, you know, he said, look, I can really help you guys. And, you know, the last thing we're ever going to do is turn down our grandkids. They're right. <laughs> they, they, like, you've got ancestral blessings from your dad and your mom and your grandparents. We've had great parents and grandparents, and, and we want to be extraordinary grandparents. And, and I forgive me for bragging a second, but I think based on our grandkids' uh, level of, of um, being precocious, this kid not only is great at basketball, superior at school, gets up and wakes up his parents at five and says, look, grandpa says, uh, I need no English, Spanish, Chinese, and, and sign language, which he already knows. So he says, uh, I want to go to Spanish class at six o'clock. Dad, wake up. You got to take me in. <laughs> what did grandpa tell you? to learn Spanish. <laughs> he gets ex- he's excited about to learn. to learn. He loves to learn. And, you know, that's the thing. It, it, back to Everett's story, you know, that beautiful curiosity and desire to learn and to expand it really just got us thinking and it was so perfect because we were thinking about all, you know, writing the book ask. And we thought what a beautiful story to start the book with, because we all have that inside of us. We want to explore all of our desires. He has a great desire. In fact, he loves writing and, and reading. He learned to write at a young age and he had already started writing books. He would write on pages and then staple them together and he wanted to, us to come over to the house and, and read some of his books, which we did. And, you know, so he was just so excited to get on board with this new book writing enterprise. So he gets a little piece of our royalty because he's hmm. his doctor started the book. Started the and book. he autographs all of his stuff to us. <laughs> so, oh, that's so great. We need him, Raj, because he's going to be a major power in the world. Someday he'll autograph something to you, I promise. Right. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, he's a stud, but I love that energy, right? It's the energy and it's inspired. What's the inspiring piece is that that energy then led to beauty in your lives. Like it led to you feeling great. It led to you feeling certain emotions. It led to you creating certain opportunities and choices, which are going to have ripple impacts on plenty of people. And so that's the power of, 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 a, of a question coming from that place of curiosity and love. And I just love that story so much. It was like my favorite story. There's a lot of beauty in the book, but that story really like just reminded me that even if like, even if you don't know why you're asking the question, but you feel like asking it, just ask it because you don't know how that's going to impact the other person. You have no idea the ripple impact that we have by just existing and just being our curious selves. I love that. I love that point. You might ignite something, a a new idea in someone like that did with us to really expand on this idea of asking and how it starts, you know, that childlike curiosity is is the core of it. That's how we all start. And, And what we always tell people is if we can get rid of these roadblocks and let go of our fear, just step forward and be that childlike person. Just remember that when you, you, you will get some rejection, you know, people will say no, or they won't respond positively, maybe, 
But what I try to teach people as a transformational life coach, clinical hypnotherapist is that's not about you. You know, we Mm. personalize everything so much. We think every, the way someone responds to us is all about us. Oh, it means I'm not good enough. It means I didn't deserve it. It means this, 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 this. That's just all of your mental baggage telling you a lie. What it really means, if you don't get a positive response, it has, you know, 90 to 100% to do with what that person is experiencing on that very day. Maybe they just, you know, maybe they've been through a hard time or maybe they just aren't focused. Maybe they're just so distracted with their own lives. We all are trying to do the best we can, you know, to live our own lives. And so often we take these things so personally and it has nothing to do with us. It can't. Because if the world ran around everything we were doing all the time, then the world wouldn't run. Bucky Fuller is always teaching is that 99% of reality is non-sensorial, meaning you can't touch it, smell it, taste it, or feel it, or see it. And what's, so what's true is that it, it's invisible. Like right now, I assume you've had a meal or maybe even two, even if you're on intermittent fasting because you look very fit. But oh. the, the fact of the matter is that it, everything is digesting right now and it's doing it automatically. You're not telling the stomach, okay, go to pancreas, go to liver, right? And that's what Bucky was saying is that all this stuff happens. And, and so what happens is that we do have this guidance mechanism and we think asking is the most profound single guidance mechanism that has been overlooked pretty much it, it, it is intuitive, it's intrinsic, but it's uh, instinctive. Yes. But most people have never decided to master it. That's why we we would love everyone to go to Amazon and get a copy of the book. But then we're doing a book club called AskTheBookClub.com, and it's free. And what we're going to do is talk to people live, Crystal Mark, and answer everybody's question at AskTheBookClub.com because we want to create masters at asking. So you go use your directional compass mm. to get to your destiny. Like, mm. obviously, my destiny is being world's best-selling author, which, you know, I ask myself the questions how to get there, and I'm more or less there. And Crystal and I are doing some stuff now. How do we positively affect a billion people to start turning around all the problems on the planet? Because you've got to take the problems, turn them into opportunities at a profit, and then we realize it and make everybody's fulfillment of their soul energy. So I love all of that. I, I love the idea of questions being the tool that, allows you to tap into the voice of evolution or the voice of destiny. I mean, it's a beautiful idea. And let me ask you this. What is the voice? Like, so we've talked a lot about asking the questions. What do the answers feel like? So the answers, uh, well, you know, say when you're asking yourself, the research we did shows that when you ask yourself a question, it literally causes a different part of your mind to light up. And it's the part of your brain that does critical thinking. So all of a sudden, your brain comes to work for you. It like becomes a deeper, bigger resource. So that's the ask yourself part. Part obviously, you know, asking others that piece of it is so important because it creates a bonding between human beings, and it it creates exponential opportunities. Just like you were just saying, Raj, when Everett asked us this question, it caused us to ask more questions and explore deeper, deeper, deeper. That's what happens when we ask one another. And so if we can just be opening, open to those exchanges, right? Um, also, in the research we did, it showed that people who ask more questions are perceived to be more likable. And the funny thing is about those studies is we looked at several of them. People are really afraid to ask. They're afraid to ask for things. They're afraid to ask for help. They think going into the study, it's like, if I ask for advice, 
or help, I might be perceived as being stupid, ignorant, uninformed, Mm -hmm. or I might be perceived as being pushy or obnoxious if I'm asking for something from someone. And the studies prove that that all those things are untrue. That if you ask, you're 80% more likely to get your desires and wish, you know, wishes granted than if you never ask. So that's a high percentage where there's no reason for us not to ask and not to, you know, try to open that dialogue where we can be a resource to one another. The third part that the asking God part, what does it feel like when your questions are answered? For me, it's the most ecstatic state when we absolutely know, and, 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 you know, it can be, we're asking, you know, how do I solve this problem? And suddenly someone says, I want you to meet this person. And this happens to us again and again and again. This person is like hand feeds us the answer to this completely, this, this, this problem that seems so difficult for us to solve. You really just have to trust it. And, and we have this section of the book called Prepare to Be a Good Asker. And the first part of that preparation is belief. You have to believe your answer is out there waiting for you somewhere. Just keep believing it. Just keep seeking, seeking, seeking. And also believe that you deserve it because you do. We all deserve it. It's not, you know, there's no unworthiness in universe. We all deserve it. So the second part is action because we really, that's the part that a lot of people fail to do. You know, you can't, you have to put your asking journey into motion and you do that by taking action. So say it's like, oh, this person came, talk to this person. He had this this solution for you. Well, I need to pick up the phone and I need to proactively call and I need to set up a time where we can come together and I need to take that time to listen and I need to be present when I'm listening and listen for those answers. So you have to put yourself into action because that's part of the journey. And then the, the next one is imagination. To prepare to be a good asker, we need to really dive into our imaginations more than ever because your imagination is one of the greatest gifts God gave you. We're the only animal that has the power to imagine something into existence. It's part of our, you know, when mm-hmm. scripture tells us we were in superpowers. Yeah, superpowers. We were created in, in the image <laughs> of the creator. How amazing is that? Well, we were because we can go into that space. Everything that's ever been invented started in someone's imagination. Right. It is our superpower, right? So when you feel stuck, go take that time with yourself and start asking those questions. And we say there's three critical phases to those questions, you know, that you ask yourself, where am I now? So that's, and then a lot of sub questions under that, what's working, what's not working, you know, what am I feeling like? All the questions you can think of. Second phase is where do I want to be? Mm. Right. And start imagining your perfect picture of success, whether it's success in a relationship, success in a career, success in your life purpose. And, you know, when you say you start asking, you know, imagining it, imagine the perfect scenario in your mind. I am already the most successful person in this area. And from that place, say, what am I feeling every day as this perfectly successful person in this area? What am I doing every day? What am I focusing on? What people am I talking with each day? What's important to me every day as this super successful person? Who are my greatest connections as this successful person? And you will start to literally create the architecture for the exact life you want. And as you say that, I'm actually realizing that 
When you have and you take the time to actually be intentional about this practice and you truly do make your your conscious mind aware of the things you want, you're almost training your mind and your reticular activating system to start spotting it when it's showing up. And it doesn't even have to be for you. Like I remember when I first got into business and entrepreneurship, I mean, my first, like when I was really, really, really trying to do it, like I remember I had goals and I had visions and anytime I would see my friends become successful, I'd be like, oh, one step closer. Like that's happening in my periphery. It's not even happening to me, but it's getting closer. And your mind just starts to naturally notice the things that you want. And eventually, like even now, like I was just talking to a friend of mine about this actually yesterday. I've been seeing like little angel numbers everywhere, like one, 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 two, 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 three, three, three. And I used to never actually make much of it. I used to just kind of like sit there and just let them pass by. But now I see it and I'm like, ooh, what's happening right now? Like, that's the question that comes up. It's like, what's happening right now? What am I supposed to be seeing? Uh, is somebody going to text me? Like, it's like my, my mind is naturally now starting to be curious by things that I normally wouldn't have created meaning around because I've taken the practice and the time to do what you guys just said, was to lay it out and to be intentional and to know what you want. And it makes life delicious and delightful in every way. <laughs> So, so two parts of that. One is Bucky wrote a lot of books, one of which is called Synergetics, which is in the beginning when I was working on it with him was Synergetic Energetic Geometry. The point is it has a whole chapter on numerology, which talks just to exactly what you're saying, because in synergy, we're looking at the behavioral whole systems, all of which has numerics to it. Then, then the uh, second thing is this whole wish fulfillment comes once you put out the thought form, the idea energy, it goes from conscious to subconscious to superconscious. And back to your, I love that term that I haven't heard in a long time, reticular activating system. Right. right? <laughs> the <man. laughs> Anyhow, is it, we, we decided whatever it is, uh, four months ago that we're going to, we knew a podcast were, but I, I didn't understand this thing, but like when Jack and I decided to be the biggest licensing company in books, I decided actually told Jack, we're going to do this. He said, what the hell? You don't know anything. I said, no, Bucky and I, we studied general systems theories by Berta Valanthe. Every system has an inside and an outside. We're outside, but we'll get inside. We did, because of me, we did a billion dollars worth of licensing. We sold $157 million worth of dog food and got 15%. They didn't have to make it, eat it, grow it, or we wow. didn't test it on my poor dogs. But the, the point <laughs> I'm making is, is it the same thing here with podcasts? We started looking at this thing. And now we're on your podcast, and we plan to talk to 100 million people by podcast, which, just think about it, a decade ago didn't even exist. The word didn't may have existed. I don't think so. But, you know, now we're talking and having what enchanting discussions with you. And I I can tell you in advance, I suspect our friendship will continue. It, It just, there are people that are thinking, and what I started to say to you earlier about leadership, the guy called me right before we got on this thing, which I was rushing to tell Crystal about, said, you guys really got to take a bigger leadership role than you want. And I go, and is an important guy who has to go unnamed, but I go, you're calling me. I got goosebumps again, because I'm not looking for that. I mean, you know, I'm 72 years young, because I'm going to live to be 127 with options for renewal. And we've got plenty of young guy friends like you, because I think old people get old because they think old, right? And we're saying mm. you got to think young, stay curious, stay inventive, keep asking yourself, how do I keep growing? Not, am I going to go golfing again today? Not that golf is intrinsically bad, but it's not a livelihood. Right. Well, I mean, and when you say, you know, jokingly, I'm not looking for that. Actually, 
you know, it's probably exactly when, when you put these questions out to the universe, like show me the best path, the best expression of, of me, you will start to, mirror. Uh, yeah, it's like the prayer of Jabez, God expand my territory. You'll be like, Whoa, that's really big. <laughs> right. It's, it's interesting. I've been getting bolder and bolder with my asks Good. and I am finding that <laughs> I'm never, I'm ne- like, I need to be careful of what I ask for and intentional because if I do the work and if I'm receiving and if I'm practicing all the things that make me a great receiver, then the universe will just throw it in my life a lot sooner than I think I'm ready for it. And then it starts the the next question of like, you know, how can I turn myself into the type of person that can actually handle all of this abundance that comes in and actually receive it? Because I think that's a big problem, right? Like it's one thing to ask for it, but if you're not ready to receive it, you know, it's kind of capable. No. And that's so good. Like, how can I make myself ready that you're right. That's an important next step because sometimes it's been said we're, we're as much afraid of great success as great failure because it's suddenly like, oh, okay, you're on. But you know what? You just asked the next question. Next question. Okay. How do I get ready? How do I, you know, breathe through this? How do I keep the courage to keep moving through it? How do I find the resources I'll need to to do the very best I can with this? Oh gosh, there's there's just so much wisdom in this in this episode that we just all <laughs> we just shared. I mean, it's it's beautiful and it's so simple. That's what I love most about the book, the message, and 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 what you're really hinging on. It's you're asking people to change their lives by simply asking questions and getting curious. So intrinsic to what you said about wisdom, first of all, Solomon, arguably the smartest guy ever, at least in some mythology, if not uh, spiritual stuff, said, you know, he didn't ask for wealth. He asked for wisdom. Mm-hmm. Right. And how do you ask for wisdom with great questioning? Right. And he became worth four trillion dollars if you buy the story. And I, yeah, I do. So it, it's a nice story. And then what he said is, once you've got the wisdom, the objective is to be an influencer of influencers. Mm. And then a la Bucky Fuller was, I'm going to say, Dr. Albert Einstein, one of his best friends, best students, right? He went to Princeton and all that, which you may or may not know, but I can take you there if you want. But the point is, Einstein said genius is the ability to take the abstract, the esoteric, the impossible to understand and make it simple. Mm. Yeah. And that takes unwrapping your three statements. That takes that takes practice. My gosh, does that take practice? It takes practice to be able to say a million words in one sentence. It sure does. It sure does. And I I just want to take a moment to once say thank you both. I'm so great. I said this in the beginning, but I was super excited to spend this time with you. And I'm just so grateful to have gone down the rabbit holes that we did and to Here's so many different aspects of your own personal wisdom that's in the book and not in the book. I just can't, I can't wait to, I can't wait for this book to be everywhere. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about the book uh, and just where it's going to be available on any, anything that's available with it? Yeah. So the book, um, go to amazon.com. It's just the best place, especially <laughs> with the pandemic. You can always, Amazon's doing a really good job. I mean, we just, uh, we're on a podcast in Germany 
we were amazed at how quickly even people in Europe are getting their books. He, he said it took him a week and he was thrilled. But it's not bad for, get, for Europe. Yeah. Obviously, hardbound, you can get it electronically, you can get it in Kindle, you can get it audio. Audio book, Kindle, everything. Um, but yeah, please, if you get the book and you want to join us for this wonderful book club so we can all get on and kind of discuss in a private room the asking journey, um, after you get the book, go to askthebookclub.com. And then please stay in touch with us. Mark and I, I'm at Crystal Dwyer Hansen on Facebook, Twitter, you know, all of the above, Instagram, YouTube. And Mark is, of course, at markvictorhansen.com on all of those platforms. Yeah, yes. so uh, free gifts we have, you know, if you go to Crystal Vision Life, my website, I have a free audio called Purge Messy Thinking. It's a really great audio if you're struggling with some of that crazy, messy thinking we all do that's making you, you know, dragging you down. Please go get that gift at crystalvisionlife.com. And then, of course, markvictorhanson.com has a great free ebook called How to Be Up in Down Times, which gives some great inspirational stuff and some uh, practical advice on, you know, these times. So, mm. yeah, just stay in touch with us. Get the book, amazon.com. Ask the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. Do you want to do it? Yeah. It's a really pretty book. Mm, and, that is pretty. Oh, you didn't see it? I thought we sent you a hard copy. My apologies, Rob. No, no, no. I, got the, I think I got the manuscript and I, I read it, but the, the hard copy is beautiful. Purple is one of my favorite colors. That's great. Well, I know. We, we, took, I, we described exactly to the designer how it needed to look. It has like this sacred geometry. It's really, oh, really a beautiful cover. And it'll make beautiful gifts, too. So, so we're on this guy's podcast for a second time. Scott Carson, I expect you know Scott, but he says everybody out there knows somebody depressed, despondent, this counselor, probably suicidal right now because of this crazy time we're in. What I want you to do is buy 10 of Mark and Crystal's books and give them to those people. And it's going to change your life as well as theirs. It's amazing. Our book sales went just crazy. because that mm, I love that. that. He did it. I just, I, I couldn't even imagine that happening. Mm, I love it. Well, I, I mean, guys, if this conversation is any, gateway into these two beautiful souls um the book is is incredible and it makes you think and one of the things i've loved about having a podcast the past few years is just how much better i've gotten at asking questions and how much that has influenced my life i can't even measure uh to it's it's an intangible benefit and so Anybody listening, uh, the book has my full endorsement. If this conversation isn't enough for that, and we'll make all of the links available in the show notes for you to enjoy it. Um, Mark and Crystal, I've got one last question for you both. In the midst of everything you guys are doing, everywhere you've been, and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? Um, I really think it goes back to that to that time we spend in in silence, that quiet time where we shut off the world because while it seems like you know, that outside world is creating our reality. That's not true. Your reality is created from the inside out. So if you'll take that time with yourself, it will pay off in spades. It will, it, it's life changing. You, you control the narrative, you control your reality and you can create as much beauty as you want in your life. Mm. And hitchhiking on that, if they really do the model I gave earlier and reiterating now is God, what's your destiny for me 400 times before we go to sleep? And no, you're going to wake up in the middle of the night, which is inconvenient, but it'll be those numbers. And I can tell you how it happens for me, but then have a pen and paper and write down whatever spirit tells you to do, because it's going to be the truth of who you're going to be able to become if you'll take it. But don't say, I'll remember it in the morning, because you've got to write it down, because when it's given, it's sort of a dictate from spirit. What a powerful practice, both of those. Gosh, I cannot wait to try. I don't have a spouse yet. 
but I'll that, I'll keep that on the shelf. But the the one before going to sleep, I I, I cannot wait to try. That sounds delightful. Um, well, guys, again, thank you so much for thank being you. here. But everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. These are your new friends, Crystal and Mark. And from us, Stay Grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay Grounded.